Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Open the pod bay doors now. Keep your friends close, but your enemies close. I am nothing. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Get busy, Larry. You get busy, Ty. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Cinemates, a podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. Uh, remember to support the podcast. Uh, please follow it on your chosen streaming platform and leave a review. It would mean so much to me. So into the episode today, I'm joined by my friend Bella, who was the lucky winner of the Cinemates giveaway. So congratulations and thank you for coming on. How are you going? No, I'm very well today. Thank you, Stooley. Slightly hungover, but... <laughs> Excited to be here nonetheless. Yeah, good. No, we've been meaning to do this for a while and it's great (laughs) that you won the giveaway. Um, No worries. Thank you very much. Uh, So we'll be diving into the film adaptation of yet another absolute classic and the first installment of what is, in my opinion, one of the best series in cinema, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, directed by <laughs> Peter Jackson, uh, leading an all-star cast with Sir Ian McKellen, Viggo Mortensen, Elijah Wood, Kate Blanchett, and many more. So while we break down the movie, we'll be drinking what today, Bella? <laughs> I'm having coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yes, fair enough. And I actually have the dreaded COVID, so I'll be drinking some water. <laughs> water. So we're both an exciting bunch here. Yes, very exciting and fun today on today's episode. Uh, So getting straight into it, uh, if you are new to the podcast listening in today, uh, we like to get an idea of who our guests are, what they like to watch in terms of movies and TV shows because everyone has different preferences and what they like to watch. So we do a bit of a question game. Um, So let's get into it. First one's a few divisive questions about different Mm -hmm. things, and then we'll get into the deep ones later. So first question, Bella, uh, Christopher Nolan or Martin Scorsese? Uh, I personally prefer Nolan, and I only say that because I've watched more of his movies. So not really a fair answer, not really a fair question. Well, that, that's okay. Yeah, no, definitely <laughs> hard. Definitely hard. Two big directors have both done some amazing movies, but no, absolutely fair in that one. Next question, Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones? So this is a bit controversial, but I've actually never watched Breaking Bad, which I know is shock horror. Oh but, so, but even in saying that, I think I'd probably still choose Game of Thrones. I'm 
clearly into my fantasy genre. So that one was a big hit with me. Yeah, definitely. And and for those who don't know, because Bella was the winner of the giveaway, she was able to choose what we are talking about today, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so I guess that's a bit telling of, um, you know, the Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, next question, Tom Hanks or Leonardo DiCaprio? I love Leo's movies, but I just think Tom Hanks seems like the most friendliest man in Hollywood. So oh, I'm going to go with yeah. Hanks for this one. And I recently watched Sully, the airplane movie, oh, and yeah. obsessed, really great flick. <laughs> yeah. I haven't actually seen, like, the whole of Sully. I really need to. Um, but oh, it's Tom great. Hanks, Tom Hanks is such a good actor. So diverse. Absolutely love him. So yeah, definitely, definitely a good answer there. Uh, next question, and this will be telling of the episode and probably <laughs> already know the answer, but Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? Yeah, so seeing as I am here for Lord of the Rings, I'd be a bit <laughs> worried if I said Harry Potter. <laughs> However, Harry Potter does have a place in my heart. Like it's such a great series as well and very similar in some yeah. sort of way. For sure. No, two epic series. Um, so, yeah, can't, can't beat it. And if you haven't seen either of those, you need to wake Don't up. Don't know what you're doing. Mirror. <laughs> Don't know what you're doing. Yeah, 100%. Uh, next question, uh, two iconic TV shows here, Friends or How I Met Your Mother? <sighs> I'm Honestly, I can't stand either. Oh, and really? I don't, I don't, like, I'm just not into that kind of, sitcom. what's it called? Sitcom, yeah, not into that. I can't stand How I Met Your Mother. I don't know how <laughs> people watch it. So I'd probably pick Friends, but, like, how I Met Your Mother is just shocking. Sorry, I know you just did an episode on it as well. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Don't worry about that. <laughs> why Why don't you like How I Met Your Mother? Is it like the story? No, no, just, the that and like, I just think it's stupid and the acting shit, sorry, bad. <laughs> I just can't Easy. stand it. I know. Fair, but fair enough, I, I guess. Like, I mean, it's know. funny though because I really liked The Office. I've actually watched The Office a few times over. Oh, really? But, yeah. yeah, everything else, Seinfeld, don't know how I'm saying that right. Yeah, Seinfeld, oh, yeah. Not, not for me either. Oh, jeez, there's going to be some listeners who don't really like <laughs> each other. But no, I know. Um, no worries. Everyone's different, and that's why we do this question game. Um, into the deeper ones. So first question, most memorable movie that you saw in cinemas? So I think... In terms of like the last few years, the one that I really walked away from and was like, wow. And also the first movie that I really noticed cinematography was yeah. Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, it's the yeah. only Mad Max I've ever watched, but I came away from that and was like, that was so aesthetically pleasing yeah. to watch on the big screen. Like so beautiful, so well yeah. shot. And I'm fairly sure it won awards for that as well. Yeah. So yeah. that's up there on my uh top 10 list easily. Yeah, for sure. Mad Max was great. I think I'm the same. Like I don't think I'd really watch the um, Mel Gibson ones, but Mm-mm. yeah, such a spectacle, just so many. And a lot of it was CGI, I think as well, but still like such a good movie. Um, such a great flick. Yeah. yeah. And Australian too, Australian made George Miller. Yeah. That's definitely, um, you know, proud of that one. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. Absolutely. Um, fastest TV show binge. Circling back to Game of Thrones, I was kind of late to the bandwagon. So I think I started when it had already been five seasons and we were in year 11 in 2015. Yeah. And I decided that I wanted to start Game of Thrones 
during my year 11 exams. And so <laughs> two weeks of year 11 exams, and I am not kidding. I started it day one and I had completed five seasons by the end of the two weeks oh when I should God. have been studying. And if you think that every episode is like an hour long, yeah, I was, gonna I was like averaging like three episodes a day. Oh it's so bad. Instead and of I just, studying. Instead of studying. And my results showed it. Like I did so did terribly. I did, I did not do well. <laughs> I just, I don't know what I was thinking, but... At least I mean, I loved it. Yeah, at least you yeah. got the Game of Thrones. It's better than exactly. Exams. Exactly. Plus, it was so year eleven. Good. Yeah, it's so good. I'm, I'm pretty sure I was kind of late as well, and I did a huge binge like that as well. Um, it's so easy to get through. It's so good. So easy. Um, no, that's great. Uh, next question: One movie that you think everyone needs to see? <laughs> yeah, I think people who haven't watched Saving Private Ryan. I don't even like know where you are. Like <laughs> it was one of those movies growing up that my dad and my mom, to be fair, like kind of sat me down and were like, no, it's you're old enough now. Like you should actually be yeah. watching this movie. Oh, um, and also the same with Gallipoli. If you're Australian and you haven't watched Gallipoli, you're not exactly like, you're not very Australian, like <laughs> two great war movies, yeah. two great depictions of war. Um, just so beautifully done. And, but I cry in both of them every yeah. single time, bore my eyes out. Uh, they're, they're both, um, you know, different war stories, but still nonetheless so good. And Saving Private Ryan, I remember seeing that and um, the, like, D-Day going into mm. the beach and, like, it's just so real and, like, oh, it's insane. So Yeah, yeah super real. It's long, but every minute is worth it. Absolutely. Um, and Tom Hanks as well. Tom Hanks yeah. and um, Vin Diesel, which yeah, is just so <laughs> random. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> there is a massive cast in Saving Fire Ryan. Um, no, that's awesome. Um, next question, TV show that you're watching at the moment. So basic, but Euphoria. Oh, I love Euphoria. It's, yeah, so you have started watching it. Yeah, finally. Yeah, because you asked for recommendations and I said, it's great, but I think Zendaya's been miscast. I take it back. I take back really? anything I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right. love it now. I'm obsessed. I think season two has definitely like kicked it up a notch. Oh, for sure. I think I, yeah, I started the first episode and I was like, oh, this is a bit of a classic teen drama. Like, well, why does everyone rave about this? And I kind of put it on pause for a bit, but then went back to watch episode two and I literally binged like the whole season in like two or three days. It's. Really, I think I did that too. I think like, you know, it's shot so well. It's like very real. Yeah. Like and the acting. Drama. It's like the act. only teen drama that's yet yeah, an actual authentic portrayal of what happens. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say my high school experience was exactly <laughs> no. that intense, no. but it gives like some insight. And yeah, finally one where like the acting is decent. Yeah. And not everyone's just stupid and has no emotion, can't like do any oh. emotional portrayal. It's great. Like that. Yeah. It's so good. And also, like, you know, it um, it normalises a lot about, like, you know, being, um, exploring your sexuality and your gender yeah. and stuff like that, which I think is great. And great diverse cast as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, that's awesome. Good to get an idea of what you like to watch. 
Now, before we get into Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, uh, to the listeners out there who haven't seen it yet, what would you say about the movie in a few sentences? Not a description, but a piece of advice. If Mm. you aren't going to commit to it, don't watch it, especially the first one, because it's really long and you need to put your phone away if you've never watched it before, like, cause there's just so much content and information to take in. Yeah, no, I love that. I think, um, you know, it's one of the, and this is what I was going to say about it as well. It is very long. It's about three hours. And so is each film. There's three of them, if you didn't mm. know that. Um, but you're immediately transported into this world of middle earth and yeah, don't let anything distract you because that's, I feel the best part about Lord of the Rings. You can just be lost in it, yeah. you know, you're entertained the whole way, but definitely, like, if you're going to watch it, invest in it. Absolutely. Um, you know, you follow this amazing cast and all the characters, and even though it was made in, like, 2001, um, you know, the CGI still looks Works. amazing in 2022. Like, yeah. it lives up. So that is great. I love that. Um, so now let's get into it. You've been warned there will be some spoilers if you haven't watched it and you need to go see it if you haven't. Mm. Um, so let's get straight into it. We're going to be uh, diving into what the story is all about. So, you know, from the start, we get this amazing opening monologue from Kate Blanchett, her mm. character, um, and how these great rings were forged. So we get that iconic Howard Shaw score, beautiful music throughout the whole series. Um, you know, there were nine rings for the race of men and other races as well, like the elves and, and have you, um, and we get, <laughs> we get introduced to Sauron, uh, who's the like evil, um, kind of classic villain. Yeah. Classic villain. Um, and we get kind of this big battle where the King of Gondor chops Sauron's finger off and the ring itself. Um, and we kind of learn what middle earth is about. You know, yeah. and, and for me, um, I didn't read um, Tolkien's books, but um, yeah, and, and I just remember, fan. yeah, I just remember like a very vivid memory that my grandparents had all the Lord of the Rings on DVD, and I was very young um, at the time, and I was like, "What are these?" Like, it was in like a weird DVD case, and I was like, <laughs> this is like "Lord of the Rings," like, what are these? And so me and my brothers like finally sat down to watch watch them. And I remember seeing this first like opening battle and I was like, oh my God, like what is Loved this? It. Yeah. And I was just hooked straight away. What did you think of the opening? To be honest, going back and re-watching it, like it's good. Um, and I know they have to condense a lot of information like yeah. quickly to get it. But I do think, to be honest, like the first bit of the movie does drag out a bit. And so I can see mm. why people lose interest pretty quickly. Um, yeah. But the battle scene is like, it's a great way to open it up. For sure. The, the For one sure. you're talking about there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, they do obviously have to get through a lot of content. So, you know, yeah, it's hard to, yeah, to, to introduce people who haven't read the book, but um, yeah, still a great opening. Um, so then we get introduced to the Shire, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, Baggins his birthday, goes invisible. Yep. So, yeah, here we get introduced to, like, his uncle, Bilbo, who's the star of The Hobbit, which is the prequel. And yep. then... Um, Frodo. Yeah. Fro- oh, yeah, the main character. <laughs> Frodo, <laughs> Frodo who's the Baggins. star of the show, who's a bit like Harry yeah. Potter. 
he's no one would say Frodo's your favorite character. So he's no. just, but he's the the guy who kind of leads, directs the whole thing, I guess. Um, yeah. Get introduced to Gandalf, who is the beautiful white or grey wizard at this point. Um, yeah. And he's coming. Um, he is stunning. He is. He's great. Comes for Bilbo's birthday. Get introduced to the beautiful Shire shot in New Zealand. And then Bilbo has a bit of a temper tantrum and he's had enough and he decides he's going to go away for a vacation and he doesn't intend to return, I think yeah. is the line. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, we get intru- then we get introduced to the actual ring. Um, and it's passed to Frodo by Gandalf. Yeah. And he's supposed to be kind of like the caretaker. And then Gandalf then comes in blaze of glory and realizes this is my problem with this kind of scene. It all just happens so quickly. And then, so for like 4,000 years, okay, not maybe 4,000, maybe like 3,000 or something like that. Or however long it's been that Gandalf, um, Bilbo's had this ring and Gandalf's yeah. never realized that it's the one evil, evil ring of Mordor. And then yeah. like all of a sudden in two minutes, Gandalf is like, wait, this hey, is the true. ring. This hey, is it's the ring. <laughs> it's the ring. <laughs> we found it. Gandalf's had, um, Bilbo's had it this whole freaking time. And so I'm kind of sitting there. I was like, okay, like not authentic, but like we're just going <laughs> to roll with it. Yeah. And so that kind of annoys me looking back on it. But, like, again, Peter Jackson's doing his best here, so we've got to give him some leeway. For sure. Um, and, yeah, you know, we're introduced to Frodo and Gandalf. It does kind of set up the, like, um, mystery behind the ring. And, like, of course, Gandalf says, like, you know, the ring has awoken. And then we get introduced to the Nazguls, who were the nine original ring holders, um, mm-hmm. but they are like, kind of cursed. Um, and so they set out to the Shire on their horses um, and we're like, you know, they're starting to build, be a bit of a plot building. Um, and then, so Frodo's good friend, Samwise Gamgee, he chimes in and wants to <laughs> Come along for the ride. Yeah, <laughs> join him Frodo. on the <laughs> Uh, so Gandalf tells them both to set out to Rivendell to take the ring to the elves. Um which and they I just gladly like, do. Yeah, they just do it because, you know. <laughs> Why not? <screw> <laughs> um, also, like, little side note, I love that when they start out on the journey and they, have, they whenever they have, like, a backwards shot of the Hobbits, it's just, like, little kids who play them. I thought that, I that know, was, like, it's funny. Sweet. I was like, how do they do that? Yeah, like, that yeah. and a mix of, um, like, special shooting, like Gandalf standing in front of, yeah, like by heaps of meters or something, something along those lines. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, pretty cool. Very well done. Um, then we're also introduced to Merry and Pippin, who are also hobbits, um, and they kind of, you know, provide like the comedy to, relief. Yeah, they do. They do. They're, they're up to a bit of mischief, um, and so they're on their quest. And then we kind of, I think, go to um, we're introduced to Saruman, the other wizard, mm-hmm. um, and Gandalf. While Frodo and Sam go on their quest, Gandalf goes to meet with Saruman, who's still good at this point. Um, but we can see that he's kind of tempted by the ring and by Sauron. And by the power, um, yeah. That yeah. idea of corruption, for sure. For sure. And, like, 
you know, they start this epic battle within the Isengard Tower. What did you think of that sort of scene? Yeah, great, great CGI, classic good versus evil um, shot there between the two wizards. Um, we love seeing Gandalf get thrown around the room. Um, <laughs> yeah, messed up. Yeah, he gets really bad. And then, um, and then what happens? We move on to the Nazgul's chasing yes, after the uh, hobbits. Yeah, so Gandalf's like, you know, trapped on the tower. Um, the hobbits were meant to meet Gandalf at like... Um, the Prancing Pony. Prancing Pony and he's not there. And then the hobbits are like, you know, at this pub and we kind of get this... Actually, before that, um, they is, get chased by the Nazguls in yeah, that forest. That yeah, was, a great scene. And I think this is finally where the action starts to pick up a bit for me and I think for everyone. Like if you've made it this far, like you're doing well. Um, yeah. So great, beautiful scene of the Nazgul's on those horses and the idea yeah. of like the trees are listening and everyone's kind of spying on these hobbits on their journey. Yeah. I love it. I all done like in bits, bits of it done in slow motion. I just think that one was really well shot. Yeah, definitely. And like, we get all this epic music. It's great. Yeah. Um, so then in the pub, we get introduced to Aragorn who's played by Vigo Mortensen um, who's kind of the, the strider and there's a bit of mystery behind him. Um, and he obviously plays a big role towards the end. Yeah. Um, we also see Frodo kind of, um, he accidentally puts on the ring to like avoid a bit of conflict in the pub and we can see him like <clears throat> starting to get a bit corrupted by it. Mm, absolutely. Um, and just so people remember, like when you put on the ring, you do turn invisible. I feel like we forgot yeah. to mention that. Yeah, and you, like, don't age. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's why it's so powerful, of course. So then we they all escape with um, Aragorn. Like, he, he saves them from getting, uh, like, stabbed in their beds. Um, from the Nazgûls, yeah. From the Nazgûls, yeah. And then we they end up sort of travelling and they get to, I think, like, Weathertop it's called. Yeah. Um, and one of the Nazgûls actually stabs Frodo um, and he gets like poisoned by it. Yeah, poisoned um, by the evil, which he never yeah. actually really recovers from throughout yeah, the whole no. series. It's like kind of always there. For sure. And he's still like, you know, suffering kind of the whole time. Yeah. So we start to get, you know, how it's a bit of a burden for him. Yeah. Um, but then we kind of get to see, you know, Saruman's like obviously got Gandalf prisoner, but he starts to like build. Um, this army of orcs for Sauron. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really cool how the orcs um, get born out of the ground. I, thought I know, I with like, the slime. Well, yeah. they're coated in the slime and the mud, yeah. And I think the costume, because there's, like, minimal CGI here. Yeah. Like, the orcs are, like, that is proper costume and makeup and it looks oh, awesome. Sure. Like, they look really scary, really intense, um, petrifying. Um, and yeah. it still, again, still stands to this day. For sure. Yeah. Um, so cool. And like, yeah, definitely. I think, did it win awards for costuming? I think it did. Yeah. I think it won yeah, everything. Definitely. Yeah. Won a lot. Um, yeah. And then we get, you know, Gandalf has his little, like, is it like a moth or a butterfly? Yeah, a moth comes, he whispers to it. Yeah. Like Gandalf Stay is balling here. Like he is. <laughs> he, he seems like a bit weak at this point while he's still Gandalf the Grey, but, you know, he's still got a few tricks up his sleeve. Absolutely. 
Um, and then we kind of, um, you know, Frodo's being poisoned by this blade. He's um, dying. Yeah. And then uh, Aragorn's friend Arwen, who's played by... Um, Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. Arrives. Um, she's an elf. She tries to save him. And I thought it was really cool how, you know, she's um, taken Frodo to, I think, goes to... Rivendell. Rivendell. But, um, you get that awesome like horse chase scene through the forest and the Nazgul's are like right on her. This is my um, favourite scene of the film yeah. easily when Arwen's on the horse taking Frodo to Rivendell. It is so beautifully shot and oh, I love that because, again, in the books this is not Arwen. It's Aragorn who takes him to Rivendell. But I love that it's like a, in a movie, yeah, a woman does it. I just love that. Like I just love that yeah. she's a bit of a beast on the horseback and she's. Oh, for sure. Calls this wave of water that washes away yeah. the Nazgul's using her little Elvis mag- Elvish magic. Yeah. yeah. I think cool. it immediately shows, like, how powerful she is and how powerful the elves are. Yeah. Um, so that was just awesome, like, always on the edge of my seat watching that. Yeah. Um, so then we finally get to Rivendell and we're introduced to the elves and the actual Fellowship, which is why the movie is called The Fellowship of the Ring. Um, yeah. We're introduced to Legolas, who's played by Orlando Bloom, Gimli, Boromir. All these people come together because they're trying to decide what to do with the we, ring. How do we get rid of the ring? Um, what did you think of that scene? This is a great scene. I love movies where kind of all the characters come together and like it's a bit of a squad. Um, mm, oh, and definitely. it's and like this is where you can see all the relationships, the beginning of the relationship starting to be formed. Um, and this is supposed to be the end of Frodo's journey and then poor Frodo. So they all start fighting um, over what they should do with the ring. And obviously Boromir, who's a, who's man, who's human, um, is already tempted by the ring's power and wants to use it yeah. to fight against Mordor. So it sets up everything quite nicely. And poor little Frodo, as he sees everyone arguing, steps in. And then Gandalf sighs because he knows that Frodo's the, really the only one who could possibly carry the ring because it's such a burden yeah. and it tempts everyone else. But he doesn't want Frodo to do it because he shouldn't have to do it because he's just a poor little hobbit from the Shire. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> he's like, I will take it. Gandalf's like, oh, uh, no. No, not Frodo. <laughs> it's so good. And then they, uh, yeah, the classic line, you have my sword, you have my uh, bow and my axe, like iconic. So. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good. And oh, it, I, I guess. Yeah. And I was really going to say the other iconic line is the one that's like the meme is one does not simply just walk yeah. into mortal. <laughs> like that's love that no, too. So, so good. Um, yeah, such an awesome scene and, like, you know, really develops that idea of, like, friendship amongst them all. Yeah. Um, and then, so, yeah, they they finally, um, you know, take off on this journey. Um, the fellowship is kind of going through all these cool landscapes throughout New Zealand. Um, you know, beautiful landscape shots. Oh, beautiful, shots. yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's all these things kind of like trying to stop them on the way that kind of Saruman or Sauron are trying to do. We get these like deadly birds mm-hmm. um, and like, <clears throat> you know, they're on the mountain. It's like snowing heaps and um, Saruman's trying to bring down the mountain on top of them. And then Boromir's getting tempted by the ring. It's just chaos. There is a lot of chaos. There's a lot going on. And they've travelled very far in the space of five minutes here. <laughs> <laughs> they seriously have. <laughs> they've gone um, a long way. So then yeah. they're forced off the mountain by Saruman and yes. they're forced to go through the mines of Moria, which Gandalf, it's not explained super well in the film, but Gandalf knows that I think the mines where all the dwarf kinds live have been completely ravaged and everyone there is dead, yeah. um, which is why I didn't want to go there in the first place. But poor Gimli, who is a dwarf, doesn't realise. He thinks he's off to be welcomed by his cousin. Yeah. He's like the leader of the mines and he gets there and everyone's dead, skeletons everywhere. And then bloody stupid Merry or Pippin, can't remember, them yeah drop drops the skull into the well makes a sound and the orcs come and this is another great bit like yeah. if people are watching lord of the rings for the action this is another great action scene when um sure. the orcs come and attack and um the big troll comes and stabs frodo but he yeah. is and we all think it's all over everyone's freaking out and if you it's haven't watched it for the it. first time you're like shit Frodo hasn't lasted long at all, um, <laughs> but he's actually wearing a special little um, protective vest that he got yeah. from his uncle, which we love to see because you. by the time you get there, because, again, it's really long, you do genuinely forget that he's been given this protective garment that saves him in yeah, the end. For sure. It's such a good scene and, like, um, you know, they, they do kind of make it out of their little, like, room and, like, defeat kind of, like, the trolls and a few orcs. But, and, and we also get introduced to like how good Aragorn, Legolas and Gimli are at fighting, which is awesome. awesome. Um, but then they like, you know, go deeper into the mines and like there's so many orcs everywhere and they're fully surrounding them. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. But then they start to all run away and you're like, holy oh, shit. shit. What's, what's, <laughs> what's coming now? And it's like the demon. I don't know what it's called, but, um, you know, Gandalf kind of like always sensed that maybe it was there. Yeah. Um, 
and we get this epic chase scene with the massive demon and the fellowship. Yeah. Um, what did you think of kind of that scene and how they're trying to escape um, from the demon? Great running scene. Um, and then this is where they're running, jumping off the bridge, isn't it? And yeah, Jim Lee's like, being thrown. It's chaos. Everyone's just, <laughs> I want to say it's every man for themselves, but they're actually all helping each other out. But like, it's yeah. again, like the friendship of like, everyone's just trying to get over this bridge and this big fire demons. I mean, I will say CGI here, probably mm. 2021 could step up its game of the actual yeah. demon itself. And then sure. we have, um, you, you think we've made it, Gandalf turns around and is, does the amazing, you shall not pass. Like I've totally butchered that. <laughs> I've totally butchered that. No, that was so good. But does that, the demons falling into the big black gaping hole beneath them, yeah. you think you've made it out and you're like, surely this is the end of the movie now. And then the fight, the big fire demon whips out like his, whip, yeah. yeah, whips out his whip grabs Gandalf and he does the fly you fools and then he goes and it's just so sad because then Gandalf's it's dead. so bad, yeah. You're like, oh, no, Gandalf. <laughs> and, like, Frodo's yelling. Everyone has to just leave because they could die. Everyone's oh, screaming. So, yeah. yeah. It's cool. And, like, the music's coming through. It's so iconic. Yeah. Um, yeah definitely the- sad to see Gandalf go. Yeah, it was... Yeah, sad, sad moment for all because Gandalf's definitely like the uncle everyone loves, just like the really, or like the grandpa kind of. Yeah, with a lot more power, very sweet. Definitely. Um, And you're like, where is he? Like, hope he comes back and you'll see maybe later in the other movies. (laughs) (laughs) But definitely Um, at this point, you think Gandalf's dead. Like, Gandalf is dead right now. Yeah. Um, And then we get, you know, they finally escape from the mines. They get to this kind of forest area um, and, you know, Boromir's really stepping up his, like, you know, corruption. Yeah. Um, he's really trying to take the ring of Frodo, like, literally, like, going Goes mad. mad. Yeah. Um, leads him away from the group. Leads um, him away. Legless and the rest of them are kind of, you know. Distracted. themselves. And then, which kind of in the background has been happening the whole time, the Urukai, who are these, like, huge... Um, special orcs that Saruman's been breeding who have been chasing the fellowship come meet them all. And Aragorn, like, turns around and he's, like, facing off against, like, so many of them. And he looks so sexy. He does. (laughs) He He does. Stunning, stunning man Aragorn is, like, oofed. And then he pulls out the sword and he's just, like, killing these things left, right, and center. It is so insanely attractive. (laughs) (laughs) Which is not Um, the point of the movie, but he does shine (laughs) through. For sure. And, like, you know, Legolas and Gimli are in action as always. Um, And then, yeah, you know, Boromir's, like, literally, like, tackling Frodo and stuff. Which forces Um, Frodo to then put on the ring and disappear uh-huh. and go in- invisible. And then Boromir has, I do feel bad for Boromir because like, I think if it was you or I in his position, we would obviously be tempted by the ring as well. Um, yeah. And then he realizes what he's done after Frodo disappears and the orcs are coming and he's like, has this moment. He's like, Oh shit, I've been tempted by the ring, tries to yeah. bring him back. But then he has his uh, moment of redemption. One could say. Absolutely he does. 
and he's fighting. He he would be up there in terms of fighting with like Aragorn's like skill level. Oh, absolutely. Um, and you know he's killing all these Urukai and all the orcs. And then we get that leader who has the like white hand on its face. Yeah. Big scary thing. So <laughs> many arrows into Boromir. <laughs> this is but, great though because this is when Merry and Pippin, you know, they sacrifice themselves so Frodo can get away. No. And then. Boromir then sacrifices himself to try save Merry and Pippin. And this is what I mean by the redemption. Like he's been corrupted this entire movie and you do come to dislike him a bit, like as the movie is coming yeah, along and then he's getting shot literally three times by these big giant orcs with arrows and he's still killing them. And it's just yeah. a really great moment. And I was glad he got that. Oh, for sure. I think it's such a good, like, you know, little redemption and, um, if you haven't seen, oh, why would you be listening if you come this far? <laughs> um, but yeah, he's got all these arrows in him, but each time he gets shot, gets back up, keeps fighting to try and save the um, hobbits. And it's just such a good scene. I think that most people would say that it was one of the best scenes in the movie. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, he also, um, then, you know, Aragorn and Legolas come in um, and Aragorn kind of promises to Boromir because Boromir's family are the stewards of Gondor at the moment. They're not mm-hmm. like royalty, but they're just in charge of them. Um, and I think we have Boromir. also forgot to mention that Aragorn is the king of Gondor, the true heir. Yeah. Yeah. True oh heir. my God, true heir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, Aragorn like promises to Boromir that he will you know, save Gondor because he kind of took this path of like, oh, no, I don't want to do it. I, I don't actually know why he did that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, then, um, you know, Aragorn, Legolas and Gimli, they set out to try and save Pippin and Merry, who've been kidnapped by the orcs mm-hmm. um, while Frodo leaves on a boat. And then we get really another touching scene. Sam's like, no, I'm coming with you. Um, he can't swim. He can't swim and he's like drowning then we get the hand reaches for him and like, you know, he's crying and he's like, no, I made a promise, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> um, it's so emotional and it's such a good ending. It's um, a great ending to a movie. Really beautiful. Yeah. And Samwise Gamgee is honestly, it's not shown so much in the first movie, but definitely in the second and third. I honestly think he's the true hero of this series. Oh he so is good. the one that pushes Frodo to keep going. Um, and all he yeah. cares about is Frodo. Like he's genuine, like genuine brotherly love there. Um, And after everything Frodo, again, not in the first movie, but after everything Frodo puts him through, like he just has so much love and he just adores him. So yeah, I think it's really sweet to end such an action-packed film on kind of like, yeah, that emotional friendship side of things. Definitely. And like, you know, um, the actor who plays him, Sean Astin, just like, creates this character of just, yeah, as you said, such a true, like, supporting friend. And they go through a lot, but, um, you know, he's there the whole time. He's always by Frodo's side. And I think that's, like, what's really great about Lord of the Rings. Um, and I remember, like, <clears throat> they obviously, like, you know, um, go in their little canoe for a bit, but they finally get back on land. And um, I remember seeing this. They're, like, looking. They get to the top of, like, a hill and they're looking out at Mordor and it's so far away. <laughs> I remember seeing it for the first time and being like, wait, what? Like, is that the end? Like, yeah. they got to go. And then my brothers were like, yeah, there's two more movies. I was like, oh, shit. What the yeah. They've got a yeah. long, fat journey ahead of them. Long way to go. 
yeah, so, you know, such a good movie, obviously such a good story and there's two more films to go. So definitely, you know, a lot to, a lot to happen from here. What do you think out of, from the Fellowship of the Ring, you know, having just started um, the story, who do you think your favourite character is at this point? I mean, Aragon always makes a great impression in terms of physical appearance and just like personality. He's just very suave. Um, again, I think that's how you pronounce it. Not guaranteed. Um, but, um, I think, I think he's everyone's favorite, obviously, but I've said this to you before. I do really like Legolas again, not heaps of screen time. Mm. Um, doesn't have too much to say, but I just think he's a class act. Um, Especially, uh, yeah, in the first movie, his character does get a bit more time later on. Yeah. But um, great supporting role, very well played, and, like, just isn't there to be a hero, you know? Everyone else gets the kind of, like, even Boromir, it's like the typical kind of macho um, hero kind of vibe. Yeah. Whereas he's, like, an elf, he's got the bow and arrows, just not super sexy, but he's just slick i think yeah, very very slick and i think like um you know he never does anything wrong he's always like on point with his fighting um yeah kills like some huge things um which i won't spoil but um yeah he's definitely such a good character and him in uh gimli's little like sort of brotherly banter, banter. Like, yeah great part of the movie for sure and uh, his friendship with aragon's really sweet as well yeah definitely i think what that about you um yeah i think this is a tough one i think um when you mentioned like samwise gamji's kind of supporting role the whole time i do think that he is also like such a key part of the movie like and i think Mm. that him being just so supportive the whole time even at the very end like in Mm. the third one the return of the king like his character goes to another level but i think at this point i'm probably most intrigued by aragorn yeah. Um, you know, I'm like, what's his like true story? You know, he's got this kind of romance with um Arwen. Yeah. Um, he's helping the fellowship. He's also developing this friendship with Legolas and Gimli, and he is very attractive and sexy. So, <laughs> um he's we'll just like a new character. Um and one fun fact I didn't really know, but like, and this is I guess um synonymous with all the characters like we attach the actor to that character you know there's a huge cast here like hugo weaving um hey mm. blanchett this list goes on christopher lee andy circus but with aragon i didn't know this but um vigo mortensen wasn't actually kind of the first choice for the role um they tried to get daniel day lewis um but he declined it Nicholas Cage received an offer but declined it. Um, Can you imagine Nicholas <laughs> Cage playing Aragon? With the sex hair. appeal oh my would be God. zero. Vin yeah. <laughs> Diesel auditioned. That's, it's so crazy. Weird. Russell Crowe declined it because he didn't want to be typecast after Gladiator because I guess yeah. they're kind of similar characters. Um, but then it came to Vigo Mortensen and now he's just like iconic for it. So I, I absolutely I can't imagine any other actor playing any of these characters. Like they're just so ingrained to the story yeah, now. For sure. um, and like they'll go down in history with the franchise. Um, absolutely. Imagine declining the script though. Like imagine looking back now and being like, why 
why did I turn it down? Yeah. But I guess Lord of the Rings, I mean, it probably on paper didn't have as much, you know, it's still fantasy at the end of the day. There's like trolls and goblins, yeah. you know, so probably it, it might be a bit weird, like for someone mm. to just randomly pick up and be like, yeah, I'm going to take this. But so I understand declining yeah. some of them. But um, yeah, no, obviously, uh, you know, it, it was a quite a big book though from Tolkien and it's quite old, but yeah, I guess, you know, being a, like a blockbuster Hollywood film, like maybe people couldn't envisage it, but um, we've actually got some other characters and actors who also turned down, which are quite um, interesting to hear. So for Frodo, Elijah Wood obviously couldn't picture anyone else now, but he was selected from 150 actors and Jake Gyllenhaal unsuccessfully auditioned, which I think is interesting. I can't really imagine him, but. No, I mean, I guess he's got the hype for it. He yeah. seems rather small. Maybe back in his early, like, Donnie Darko kind of days, I can kind of see oh, it. Too, but, yeah. like, because he would have been really young. But, yeah, yeah, now it's just Frodo is Frodo. And, yeah. like, I don't think that act, who, who does play Frodo? Yeah, Elijah Wood. He's, like, barely done anything since. Yeah. He hasn't done a lot. Kind of, no. It's like, it's like the same with Harry Potter, I feel. Like, these actors, un, not unfortunately, but... They get associated with... Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's hard to kind of do anything else, especially with such a specific kind of genre as well. So it's like the same with, like, Rupert Grint and... um, um, Who plays Harry Potter? What's his name? Daniel Radcliffe. (laughs) Yeah, true. Yeah. Like, they've basically done nothing else. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, no, it's interesting. A few other characters, uh, Ian McKellen or Sir Ian McKellen plays Gandalf, but Sean Connery didn't understand the plot Um, and he was going for Gandalf. Patrick Stewart, who, you know, is in Star Trek Mm -hmm. and he didn't like the script. Um, Sam Neill, is he New Zealand or Australian? Uh, You're asking the wrong person. (laughs) (laughs) Stewart, we're not even going to put Sam Neill in. Sean Bean, who plays Boromir, Bruce Willis uh, expressed interest but didn't get it. Liam Neeson passed the role down, which could have been interesting. I I can kind of see it. I can yeah. see Liam Neeson. Because, <laughs> like, taken and... Exactly. You know about Sean Bean. Sisterly, I'm sure you're aware of my incredible fear of flying, um, which is a shame because, as most people do know, like, my family are based overseas, so it is quite debilitating. Hmm. I, Sean um, Bean also has a horrific fear of flying apparently. So apparently when they were doing these massive shoots up in the mountains and everyone would have to get like a helicopter up there to, um, to do the shoots or whatever, he would hike for three hours in his costume and makeup because you would not get on the helicopter. Oh, my God. All serious. And I was like, (laughs) and I was like, I feel that so hard. I would not be caught drop dead in a helicopter at all. I didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe that's why he got so corrupted by the ring. (laughs) (laughs) He's had enough. Yeah, definitely. A few other last ones. Um, Billy Connolly was going to be considered for Gimli. <laughs> um, so weird. Uh, Orlando Bloom, who plays Legolas, actually auditioned for Faramir, Boromir's brother, who we get into mm. later. Um, Arwen was going to be played by uh, either Helena Bonham Carter, who plays Bellatrix, Bellatrix. Harry Potter, or Uma Thurman, but um, she was pregnant, so 
couldn't do I it. Can see I can see Uma. I could definitely see Uma. Yeah. With the sure. nose. It um, works. Yeah, so good. And a last little fun fact, Andy Circus, who plays Gollum, who's the kind of corrupted, uh, you know, uh, creature. Hobbit, but now he's like a creature, yeah. Um, the way that he came up with the voice for the character um, was he mimicked his cat coughing up a hairball and <laughs> turned that into a voice. I've actually now, not heard that one. Iconic. He, um, I think that wrecked his voice. Apparently he was drinking like ginger and lemon tea. That's all he could take down his throat after a day's work, which oh I'm not surprised because it was just like red raw basically as he says his interviews yeah it's called commitment and now he's one of the most iconic but he's like the most iconic voice like you could recognize Gollum or Smeagol Smeagol's voice anywhere and you wouldn't even have to watch the movies like everyone knows who Gollum is yeah for sure and we kind of get more of him in the other films yeah um but yeah just a few fun facts because it's such an iconic um series now and all the characters are so iconic and they're actors but that is a wrap for lord of the rings uh hope you enjoyed that breakdown and if you'd like to hear the other installments let us know um but (laughs) such a great movie definitely watch it um so iconic so as always with the previous episodes we like to do a bit of a cinemates elevator pitch so last episode's elevator pitch came from a member of the cinemates community james who recommended the tv show zero 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 and let me just sum it up with my thoughts with one word and all i will say is wow i've only seen uh i think the first four episodes and can safely say that this show is insane um you know james said in his elevator pitch you know it's about the global drug trade and we kind of get to see all the different sides of it you know we see the production in mexican cartels how it's actually like shipped in freight containers on these big, large ships, Um, you know, how it gets to different countries, where it ends up. Um, And in this case, we see kind of the Italian mafia trying to import um, drugs from Mexico. So it's really cool in the sense you see all the different sides of it, as opposed to like other shows that maybe just show one side, like Breaking Bad or Narcos or something. Um, So I think that's really cool in that sense. Um, and I'll say on that note, think like Narcos and Sicario, but better, dare I say. Um, have you seen Narcos, Bella? I watched the first season ages ago and I remember really enjoying it, but for some reason I couldn't get into the second season, but I definitely watched Sicario. Yeah. Um, that was, that was great. That was a banger of a movie. For sure. Um, definitely stand by my comments. It pulls like the best parts of both of those. Um, it's got a really good cast. Uh, the story sucks you in immediately. And I love that the show, as I said, follows different, um, different parties, I guess, you know, mm. the Mexicans, the Italians, the Americans. So you get all these cool different languages and all these different perspectives. Um, the cinematography and the set locations are just beautiful. And I don't know how they filmed it. And this probably sounds a bit ignorant, <laughs> but it's so like HD and crisp. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, but it's really good. Um, so in Australia, you can find it on SBS on demand, which is free. So I would really, really recommend that you go check it out. Um, and a big thank you once again, James, for the elevator pitch uh, of zero zero zero. So definitely go watch it um, if you haven't already. Um, and now for this episode's elevator pitch, it's coming from Cinemates community member Jack. 
Uh, so let's hear what he's got for us. Hey, Michael, the show I'm pitching today is called Rake. It's an Aussie-made show. Uh, it's set in Sydney CBD around Hyde Park and King's Cross. Uh, it follows the life of Cleaver Green, a brilliant criminal barrister who makes his living defending the most hopeless of cases from cannibals to uh, corrupt politicians. Um, <clears throat> he is incredibly self-destructive, however. He finds himself racking up massive gambling debts, waking up next to women he definitely should have slept with. The script is really, really well written. Uh, it's absolutely hilarious. His ability to sway a jury uh, away from any logical thinking. Um, it's on Netflix. It's really easy watching. Um, also, really great seeing show set in Sydney. Um, could not recommend this more highly. Awesome. Nice. Thank you, Jack. I, I have not actually seen Rake, but I've been told to watch it a million times, and I love that it is Australian. Have you seen Rake? No, I've also heard really good things about it. And I always really like appreciate it when someone does watch Nozzy show as well. Cause like, I just feel like they don't get the uh, attention they deserve sometimes for sure. For sure. No, definitely keen to give that a try and I'll give my thoughts in the next episode. So thank you for that, Jack. Uh, Rake, we'll see how it goes. So that is a wrap for the episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening in to this episode of Cinemates, a podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks in this case, coffee and water because, oh, I've got COVID. <laughs> um, and I'm the- hungover. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you want to support Bella and myself, follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and leave a review. Um, yeah, it would mean so much. <laughs> <laughs> Loves a shameless plug. Hard <laughs> <laughs> to plug it. Um, but, yes, huge thank you, Bella, for coming on. Um, lucky winner of the Cinemates giveaway. Thank you for choosing yeah. because I absolutely love it. Hope you no, thank fun. you for having me. No, I appreciate it. And thanks for letting me choose a movie that there's like so much content. So I feel like we did pretty decent job getting through a movie of that size and quality. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, it's hard to do it justice, but so good and had a lot of fun breaking it down. Um, so yeah, let us know if you'd like us to do more installments of uh, Lord of the Rings or if you'd want Bella back on the show and let us know what you hear <laughs> in future episodes. Um, if you ever want to do a elevator pitch, send us a DM on Instagram at cinemates underscore. Otherwise, uh, thank you for listening and we'll catch you for the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Cinemates. If you enjoyed it, you can follow us and leave a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major platforms. Also, if you haven't already, check out our Instagram and YouTube channel for more Cinemates content and let us know what you thought of this episode. In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge Australia's first people as the traditional owners and custodians of the land and pay respect to the Camaragal people of the Eora Nation upon whose country Cinemates is based. We honour the storytelling and culture of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities across Australia. Also, in the spirit of chatting with mates, remember it's always important to check in with those around you, whether it's friends, family or colleagues. Sometimes they may be going through a hard time and chatting with them may reassure that they aren't alone. If you or anyone you know is ever struggling, call Lifeline on 13 11 14. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.